AustralianMusiciansRadio.com Australian Musicians Radio advises the following program may contain coarse language, adult themes, unsolicited product placement, quality banter, unscripted bullshit, dad jokes, cringeworthy puns, lewd anecdotes, general fuckery, and lots and lots of local, independent, original music. Hi, I'm Daniel. And I'm Vass. And welcome to Bartok! I cannot see the world past your gleaming eyes 
Walking in circles When will you see me for the first time? You are a mystery With no disguise to me One look at you I know would be a crime Wake up till morning blue Why can I not see through? I cannot wrap my head around all the hairs of you Who do you think, who do you think Who do you think you're gonna Well, 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 everybody. Good morning and good everywhere to you. Good morning. Good morning, friend. Friend. Welcome to show with Daniel and Vask. 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 It's the extra phlegm in the throat show brought to you live. After a whole year of Corona. It's a viral buildup. That's what it is. I hope not. Yeah. No. How are I, you? I don't know if I could deal with self-isolating from you for that long. <laughs> Two weeks is a long time. Yeah, I know. You've been uh you've been away and about how how are you anyway? You've uh you've you've been trying to avoid me for the last few weeks. Yeah. It's more about just like the health of my liver than anything else. <laughs> I don't think uh, so, context, guys, we, we finally were able to get on the beers this weekend, and I must say- As, as per um, uh, pre- premioral directive. Oh, yeah. We got our executive- we, we got the executive orders from up on high. We've um, done our civic duty, folks, and it feels good to be back, just saying. Uh, but we did. We did indeed. But I was going to say, if you're trying to protect your liver, why did you come out with us on Saturday night? Uh, that's when I decided that it was time to indeed not protect my liver. Okay, so I recovered li- all of the liver health I needed throughout the year. <laughs> and your then liver I was like, all right, now it can it can take the abuse. Oh, so you'd, it had finally recovered to a state where you're happy, and you thought, no, all right, I've got to take it to the next level. Yeah, I, I even to- gave it a day to reacclimate. Just like on the Friday night, <laughs> on the Saturday night, I just gave myself to you. Oh, indeed, and and you know how much how thankful and, oh, I what am. Things happened. <laughs> Anyway, we should say welcome to Bar Talk, episode 26 to be precise, and uh, the first one that we're doing back in person- For ages. For, for ages, I know. Um, I tried calling Shaq and she, she wasn't around, so- uh, Little Shaq. Shame on, upon, upon ye, Shaq, you, you disappoint me. Nah, I don't know. I feel like this, that's the correct reaction to whatever we had going on on Saturday night. If I was her, I would also still not be okay to do the show on Tuesday. <laughs> I, I'm not. I, I, I'll, That's I'll the leave humane that, response, Daniel. I'll, I'll leave. I'll leave that that response blank. I have no comment on that whatsoever. You're pleading the fifth. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> we did not do anything questionable. 
You did the Scooby response. It the wasn't me. <laughs> you mean the Shaggy? Oh, shaggy, that's right. No, Scooby's, <laughs> Scooby's our friend. That's a dog answer, just saying. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the show. Another stunning array of tracks up for you this evening and an interview with an absolutely brilliant artist coming up soon. But we should mention, obviously, the songs we just came off. How about that? Indeed. Freshly picked. Mm. Uh, Indeed. Yes, we've really organised this week. We didn't just go through all the songs then. Not at all. I refuse to answer that question (laughs) on the grounds that it may incriminate me. We just Uh, heard um, Freak by Thea and uh, Morning Blue by The Honeys. And we we both really love those. We're actually pretty unanimous on these decisions. Uh, You don't get to see it most weeks, but we we generally kind of split the decisions a fair bit. Um, this week I got you. I got I got you involved in the decision making process week, this yeah, week to make you feel it. like you're not, really not like part he, of the not team. Like he doesn't the rest of the time, but <laughs> uh, even more so this time. And we both we had some pretty uh, concise views on everything. These two were definitely one of uh, two of our favorites. Yes, Thea's uh, new song "Freak" was released just in time for Halloween, folks. And I don't know what. Yeah, it has the spooky, scary sounds. I oh like yeah, it. Uh, it had the scream as well, didn't it? The scream sample, at least one. Yes. But she's gone, gone full out. No, gotta love, gotta love a bit of drum and bass. Just, just banging it out. I felt like I was in Eastern Russia. I felt like I was in Eastern Europe again. Yeah, like in a club in the in proper in the thick of Europe. Yes, just uh, going full Adidas squats. Uh, I was yeah, attempting yeah. my Russian dance earlier. Going in the, into in the, the club room. in runners and everything. Yeah, oh, and obviously the three, the three white stripes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. just whatever Kanye West is wearing right yeah, now, you were there out, in it. Pumping out your refurbished larder, you know, just re- brush replaced your subwoofer. Got the uh, got got the 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 rose. Not what's like the the mirror. All I know is they have those little cannons that explode with confetti. That's all shiny. Yes. Like we have the confetti that's matte and just coloured. They have the ones that that are all reflecting <laughs> and stuff like that. Uh, um, and we had also uh, a little bit of a funky soul badassness track after that which is uh i don't feel like it was as euro but i liked it just as much yes um so the Thayer song freak is out now of course uh and that's thanks to knickknack but yes after that we did play the debut single from the honeys and who they sent it in themselves actually so mm. um good job guys yeah it's called morning blue had some cool effects in the video too with the they had the, the like, shirts those changing colored shirts yeah, yes yeah. Just going for a cheeky, cheeky few effects there, but yeah, a bit of funk going on there. Just, just absolutely the the keyboard player in that band, just, just yeah. absolutely getting into it. What like a no machine! Tomorrow. Yes, just like just absolutely without a bass, and they, they've got no bassist. It's just the it's just the keys and the and the drums. Yeah. Not uncommon in days gone by, but no. less so now. No, I know pulling a pulling a keen just 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 heaping all the all the work onto your keyboard player, yeah. you know. The bass frequencies, the stabs. <laughs> That's all right. You can Every put 10 fingers down. just goes to the piano player. But no, uh, great stuff, guys. Uh, congrats on the first single, of course. And definitely keen to hear more from them. That song's out also now. Um, they're up from, I think they're from Wollongong from memory. I'll have to bring, bring, up the, bring up the details. Yeah, I was right. They are from Wollongong. Uh, and yeah, cheeky little video too. So, as we said, to go and check it out when you can. Um, up this week, Fass, I was lucky enough to interview um, Ex Olympian uh, about his brand new album as well. I can't remember if you were were you there in the episode we played one of his tracks a little while back. May maybe 
He's not. He's not peaking the old memory. I'll be honest. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, that's uh, that's that's okay. I, I doubt it was. It was ancient history, essentially. Yeah, I can't remember if it was. It was a while back, so it's all ancient history. So I'm, I'll forgive you for that. You know, it's all good. Oh, thank you. But yeah, his album was a lot of fun to listen to, and it was good to go into depth about all the stuff he did to put the album together. Uh, so yeah, bat going to hear all about that really shortly. However, before we do. We're going to raise raise the notch a bit. We're going to raise the bar in terms of the stonkiness on this next the track. Stonkiness, I like yes, it. Yes, I feel like this is uh, this one's from Collision Course too. Sent a lot of heavy metal, a lot of metal and and hardcore and punk and prog stuff, and are usually always forefront uh, for the heavy even one show out every. Oh, I can't even remember what day it is out. Like every Thursday now, with with Jay and Mick. And uh, the new Carly Jewel, the new the new co-host. So this I feel like is right up there, Ali. But some absolutely balls to the wall punk for your for your ears. Yeah, we had a few kind of in this uh, genre, and we decided to narrow it down to just one or two. Um, and after a little bit of agonising over what we could include and what we couldn't, because they were both very good, um, these guys made it on, and it's yeah, thoroughly enjoyable tune. Really okay. fun to listen to again, and I think going for the uh, the timing in terms of the Halloween release, yeah, with yeah. the music video, bit of bit of seancing going on there, yeah, just yeah. a little bit of freakiness, but just enough to really tickle the senses. But just just so much energy in that song, and it was just yeah, we had to put it down because it's just so infectious, yeah, just infectious. Great, I mean, great mix as well, great production. I think everything on it was kind of just a big tick. Oh yeah, the the, Dan- the Daniels and Vast seal of approval right there, folks. <laughs> editors, editors pick. <laughs> yeah, the editors pick. Yeah. But yes, as we said, thank you to Collision Course for sending that in, and uh, make sure you go and check out the video too. If we we might even, well, probably even share the video this week. Mm. It was one of the best we came across, I think. Yeah, and I guess uh, enjoy the interview. We will. Yes, here it is. We'll play it right now. Uh, it's a boys' club with um, villains. And before we go to the Ex-Olympian interview, we're going to play his song uh, Ripple in Time, which is off off the new album. But after that, yes, uh, enjoy my interview with Liam. And I guess I'll see you soon when we're back afterwards. Indeed. How does that sound? That sounds beautiful, Daniel. Brilliant. Let's, not, let's, let's get it away, up and away, shall we say. Kick it off.
this is Liam from Ex Olympian and you're listening to AMR. folks how was that how did you like that that was nice and nice and luscious wasn't it, it was a rip i hope it rippled through your your brain waves uh, i hope it was a had a lovely time listening to that song because that was ripple in time the brand new album by ex olympian the debut album should i mention as well um so excited because uh this this debut album it's called afterlife it's out now I'm really keen because I have Liam from Ex Olympian on the line with me to chat all about it. Liam, how are you going? Good, thanks. Um, thanks so much for having me. No worries. It's absolute pleasure to have you on. And I mean, when you're putting out music that's just as oh, refined as this, 
we can't complain. Oh, thank you. That's very kind of you. <laughs> it is. It is incredibly luscious. Uh, just so many different textures and that going on. Uh, you can certainly tell there's a lot of influences in terms of styles and genres and that. But I want to ask your your person for those of you for those of you who don't don't aware you've got you've had a, you've been involved with a lot of projects over the years. So you know, even though this is your debut album under your own, I guess you can call it solo project. Would you would you dare say that that's this is the this is the one man band compared to uh, other yeah. previous ventures? Yeah, I, I guess so. It's a it's. Um, certainly not something I set out to kind of do a solo sort of thing, uh, but I guess it's a solo, non-solo <laughs> sort of thing. Um, but um, yeah, like you mentioned, kind of um, uh, been playing in a few bands, um, uh, one called Sasquatch and one called Dorsal Fins uh, yeah. over the last sort of few years, um, um, mainly kind of bigger bands, I guess, so six to ten sort of people involved at a time. So yeah, a bit of a, a, bit of a change mm. to kind of going, uh, whittling down things. So I was going to say that's quite a change up from having from being only one 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 cog in the uh, great big machine to to being the guy that's the center of everything. You know, you're the you're the uh, you know the the you know like the sun at the center of the universe or the black hole at the center of the galaxy. It's all revolving around you. I mean, I don't know, I don't know if that's yeah, what you so what you're it, but really it is. Is, yeah, something that I kind of, um, I guess it's uh, sort of the hesitancy involved with the solo sort of thing. Um, but um, yeah, I, I guess uh, in terms of, you know, I've kind of for, for both those bands for a few years and just kind of um, when, when those bands are kind of winding down or going on hold and that sort of thing, like um, I really kind of had to work out what I wanted to do musically and um, I guess doing something on my own or just trying to kind of do a bit more myself and um, put a bit of pressure on myself. Um, having that goal of making a solo sort of collaborative solo record um, was, yeah, definitely up there. Mm. And that's a good point to make too, because it's not, we, you know, we mentioned you're the, you're the center of it all, but there is a lot of very good talent involved with the making of the record. You've got a lot of feature artists on there, a lot of guest vocalists and some Absolutely brilliant instrumentation. I'm guessing you've got a lot of um, you've got a lot of other musicians to add to the instrumentation. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think um, you know, kind of um, uh, that's why I kind of love playing music. You know, it's because it's a collaborative sort of thing. You, you, you can really work on it with friends or you know people that you love, uh, what they do, and that sort of thing. But yeah, I kind of uh, started out kind of wanting to do more myself, I guess. Um, just uh, as you mentioned, being a bit more like a, a cog in a machine before, and yeah, it kind of just naturally kind of gravitated to to working uh, more uh, collaboratively over time. Um, but yeah, it was kind of a good blend of both, really. I think. So I was going to say because you must have because you mentioned your previous projects were winding down. And did you did you find that you had that itch to still keep creating? Is that what sort of helped lead towards the current the current project that you're on now? Yeah, definitely. I think you know, uh, you know, maybe once a songwriter, always a songwriter kind of thing. It it kind of uh, I don't know. Just it's one thing that I really do for fun. You know, writing songs and making little beats uh, and that sort of thing. So it's kind of hard to kind of stop, but. Um, I guess the the thing was, you know, consolidating and pushing on and finishing something is a, another matter entirely. But it's it's good to um to put that sort of pressure on yourself and see what you can yeah. do. So I mean, are you going by that? Then are you one of those people that always is starting things but never gets past like the first verse? 
you know, got little snippets here and there. They're just little bits and pieces that you just think of, but you never really get any past that first stage. Yeah, I guess, um, yeah, with the creating of things, yeah, but like, uh, you know, hundreds of those sort of things. And if, if it kind of doesn't sound good in the first sort of 15 minutes, I'm kind of uh, put it to the side and mm. maybe come back and revisit it. But definitely, um, you know, a few hundred of those sort of things and willing <laughs> them down to the ones that I like. How, how many uh, how many shit riffs do you have to write before you get to a good one? What's the oh, ratio so there? Many. <laughs> uh, I'm not say um, I'm very much a, have to get it out, and then it's um, get getting the bad ones out first, and then bringing in uh, for one sort of thing that you like. You know, it's uh, yeah. the, the ratios are pretty embarrassing, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's just good fun to kind of do. I'm not prepared to give you a number, Daniel. That's okay. That's okay, Liam. It's all good. (laughs) Some things have got to remain a secret, trade secrets, you know. (laughs) No, definitely. So, um, yeah, I was going to say, with with that writing process, though, I'm I'm happy to go into a bit bit more detail about it, too. Uh, Do you find – you mentioned before that, you know, it's, oh, you've got to get it within the first 15 minutes. So, are you one of those um, songwriters that tends to find that if you get it within the first, as you say, 15 minutes, it's going to be – it's going to work. You're going to be able to finish it, whereas if you sort of say, oh, we'll see what it's like and come back to it, do you very rarely get to finish those ideas? Or is it a case of a bit of both? Yeah, I think definitely a bit of both, but I think you're right. Initially, you know, if, if something's working uh, straight off the bat, then it's there's something about it, like mm. a, a spark, a, a drum break you sample or a set of chords you put together and, yeah, you know, something uh, generally, if it does happen in the first sort of 15 minutes and otherwise it's kind of pretty hard to manufacture that sort of thing um, and trying to chase it is pretty difficult. So, can you give us some examples of you know, the bit of column A, bit of column B, like where can you can you give a couple of examples off the album where that's happened? Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, I guess the, the, all of these songs on the record kind of came came from those sort of said sort of things, mm. um, sort of little uh, ideas working on just in the studio space uh, where I am now actually um, that are kind of hired and uh, come in and just put down a few ideas and put them aside and then um, – for example, um, there's a few songs uh, I was working on, uh, Lilac Youth, um, Brother and Voices in My Head, kind of were started off as those sort of loops that I really uh, thought had something going for it, whether it'd be a kind of string line or a drum break sort of sound, and, and then you, you kind of come back to it and you're like, oh, that's that's really awesome, and there's about 700 that are terrible. <laughs> um, but um, you, see, you keep those ones going on and chip away at them and, Mm. Yeah, it's uh, kind of a, a process of uh, getting rid of the bad stuff and keeping those good ones around and just chipping away at them for me. So, is it? do you tend to find that there's a particular point in the songwriting process where it does become a bit of a slog and there's that inertia that you've got to push through? Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely. I think uh, always, you know, once you get uh, pretty accustomed to a song or, you know, it, particularly in the mixing stage or something, you know, like, oh, is this just terrible or, or that sort of thing? You lose a bit of perspective. But I think that's where, you know, taking your time and, you know, this working on the record, uh, it did take uh, about three years to kind of get it all together. And, and the mixing um, side of things, I think, you know, just sitting on that and kind of, you know, uh, weighing it up and uh, yeah. giving things a bit of time really helps. So, you, you said three years to get it from start to finish. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, was there – there were a lot of musical – was there any perspectives of your own musical tastes that had changed from when you initiated the project to when you had the final pro- final product ready to go? 
Yeah, oh, definitely always. I think um, you know the beautiful thing about music is that you can you can change your your taste and you can get into going to phases of listening to different things. Um, but in terms of making it, it was mainly done in, in two kind of um, big stages, but mm. kind of um, spread out just over heaps of time and uh, through sort of just um, financial reasons and through. Ah, um, uh, yes. Creative reasons. And it's all always the stuff. money. It's always about the money, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. But it, it kind of helps as well, like in terms of giving you time to kind of get the sort of best sort of thing you can together, I think, as well. You, you bet the only only person I think we've interviewed this year that hasn't used Corona as an excuse for their delays. Ah, yeah. Well, it's unfortunately, like can- we... Um, <laughs> We did have the record pretty much done by um, before things uh, sort of kicked off, but yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you're right. It's, it has it has made things interesting. Yeah, I was going to say. So, were you sitting on on the finished product for a while then? Um, yeah, I guess um, you know uh, you know uh, since probably the start of the year or something. So it's kind of um, good just to plan that sort of thing out and to to make sure that you're kind of happy with the the record as it is and that sort of thing. What's it like then getting the perspective of people that hadn't be, hadn't gotten that inside insight to your own workings, then listening to the to the album as it's released and giving your feedback? How, what's it been like in responding to that feedback? Um, it's it's kind of been uh, difficult to to respond to people's feedback. I, I think because um, you know one it, it was something that I was kind of working on in a solitary or near solitary fashion um for a few years and then then you realize that other people can hear it and that's like oh um that's strange you know that's really um i kind of really hadn't uh obviously releasing music is is a great thing but um i with this record in particular i really wanted to make it um uh, i guess almost in a selfish way just the, the you know the way that i i liked it and as good as i could make it myself and mm. with in collaboration with people of course but just to a point where I was happy with it um, before releasing it. Um, but that said, it's also been very, very great, and people have been very generous in their in their um, words for it. Has any any particular things that someone has has said stood out to you? Um, I guess you know, um, in terms of the, I've never really sung before on a record, and a, a, lot, mm. a lot of the comments are kind of in relation to that, and you know, positive sort of feedback for that, which is which is great. Um, uh, it's not really one of the things that I kind of uh, had ever thought I would be doing, to be honest. But um, you know, writing songs, I guess, if particularly with lyrics, uh, they've got to be sung. So it's um, it was good to kind of push myself and give it a go and just see how it kind of went. Yeah, I want to dwell on that a bit because I did notice that, of course, and it makes sense saying that you're not really, you know, the singing part has never been your forte. Um, because there is a lot of obviously instrumental tracks on and parts on there, and obviously you get a lot of guest vocalists, as we mentioned before. So, yeah. was the intention always to have that focus on having a lot of guest vocalists on there, or was the intention to be like, oh, I'm going to sing on every track, and it sort of changed as you went along? Um, I think maybe having uh, the my sort of favorite albums are those ones where it kind of um, there are a few guests sort of involved mm. and. It's kind of a bit of a, a bit of both, really. Um, there's obviously a bit of a sound for the record, but um, the collaboration aspect, I think, is really really important in making music because it really pushes you in directions that you wouldn't uh, take yourself otherwise. And yeah, um, it's really um, yeah, really interesting just to do that and to 
to expose yourself to that. So did you find that then you were writing the lyrics with a particular singer in mind or did you write the lyrics and go, okay, let's see who will fit the bill here? Um, I think generally it is with a singer in mind, mm. um, particularly with uh, people like Ketchy who I've, I've worked with uh, yeah. a long, uh, for a long period of time. Um, and, and Jared, we kind of wrote that song together. So, um, that was, um, mm. yeah, I guess is always with that person in mind because, yeah, it, it's important to get their sort of, um, their sort of flavor, uh, involved in that too. Yeah. Let's, um, speak about the song you did with Nikechi, uh, which is called Lilac Youth. We're actually going to play it soon, real soon as well. Um, I was going to say, what's it like? How, I guess, how did, how did that particular song come about? With it, because it's got a really nice, um, yeah, it's got a really nice piano riff in there, and it's um very much builds up from there and focuses on her vocals. So I was guessing, maybe give us a bit more info about what you were trying to do with the track. Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess um with this song and most of the songs on the record, I guess I kind of wanted to get back to uh, embracing, you know, some uh some of the music um that I I love the best, uh, a lot of soul music, a lot of jazz and mm. funk music. Um. And, you know, uh, in working with Ketchy in particular, like I, I wanted to work with Ketchy because um, Ketchy's really been uh, my voice uh, in songwriting and for many years um, and we've worked really closely together and I, I thought it would be a great way to kind of go into a new direction just in working with Ketchy on something new. So um, in working with Like Youth, uh, Brother and Voice in My Head with some of the first songs we did for the record, you know, three years ago and um kind of really set the tone for the record so um it was a really uh, really great sort of um, marker to kind of to finish those songs and then that sort of brought on a bit of confidence to go on and, and finish a whole record yeah so was the intention to have the full record or did you find that sort of evolved as more of these songs came out yeah it kind of yeah did ev- like evolve as, as you say like i think uh, initially i was like oh you know maybe we'll get a little sort of couple of songs down do a seven inch or something <laughs> yeah um but then yeah it, it, i was like oh you know it, it is kind of really fun doing this and i really enjoy this um so that really spurred me on to kind of um to, to get um further into it fair enough fair enough well i'll tell you what let's not um let's not take up any more of the good listeners time and uh, let's play lilac youth how does that sound excellent that's fantastic don't don't go anywhere folks we've got more chats with liam we're gonna chat more about the album and everything else that's going on but here it is right now it's lilac youth featuring nikechi and la right here on bar talk
we draw closer And every time I fall apart I keep looking for answers From the heart Welcome back to Bar Talk. I hope you enjoy that smooth bit of funk, jazz, dream. Is it dream funk, Liam? Is that what we call it? Uh, that- that's, that's, the, that's the term um, yeah. that uh, Chris and Northside Records uh, came up with for it. Uh, I like how you got your own genre. That's, that, was, that was awesome. That was um, Lilac Youth um, off the brand new album, Afterlife. And I mean, damn, I've been talking about dying and going to heaven. Just the smooth, the smooth bit of um, and I noticed it's in the in quite a few, a few a few songs on the album, and I think we I mentioned this when we originally played a few weeks back. Voices in my head because it also incorporates the sort of the um mix between both strings and sax, and then of course the bass work going on in the lower end. It really just comes together to create this really lush sort of sheen across the whole thing, which I which really stood out to me when I first heard it. Um, and when you listen to the, through the whole album, you sort of get that lovely, lovely, beautiful, you know, sonic palette from the start to finish. So, I mean, that, that song's just an awesome example of that. Oh, thanks so much. I, I want to talk, talk a bit about the production uh, and how that came about because you worked, you worked together with your, with your good friend John Castle on this one, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I guess the the record was kind of made in a few stages. Um, uh, a few of the songs were kind of recorded um, a couple of years ago with um, my friend Cal Barter um, in at Newmarket Studios in North Melbourne. And oh yeah, he he kind of um, we worked on a few songs, maybe five or six, and I think three of them that we did then made it to the this record. But um, he moved over to to LA. Um, uh, trying to hit the uh, big guns, trying to yeah. hit the big time. Uh, yeah, he's <laughs> he's got family family over there, and um, he um, so he moved there, and so we kind of finished a few of them, and um, uh, another friend Hamer mixed um, uh, those three songs, uh, which was Lilac Youth was one of them. Um, but then we kind of went on, and um, uh, and I uh, kind of asked my friend John to to help uh, mix a few other songs that I've been working on to kind of finish the record. And he kind of, yeah, made it all sort of tie it together and um, was really uh, helpful and in um, sort of filling out a lot of the other instruments on the record. So, yeah, he's uh, really a pleasure to work with. Was it going to be – when you – so when you um, originally recorded some of those earlier tracks – uh, in the preceding years and months after that, did you find that when you were p- finally putting the product together that you had to revisit some of the elements within those songs and make many adjustments? Or is it pretty much what we hear is what you did two, three years ago? 
Yeah, well, um, I guess um, the it's pretty much what what you heard two, uh, two three years ago with with uh, a few of those songs, um, and then um, about maybe two thirds of the songs were done with John, so that they're more recent. I guess maybe a year or or uh, eighteen months ago, and then. Um, with the mastering and with John, with John's help through the mixing and that sort of side of things, so that he managed to kind of make it all tie it together and as one sort of thing. I was going to say this is something that sort of gets overlooked for people that aren't in the know, but the mastering side of things, especially when you have worked with different people on different tracks, is incredibly important in making sure there is a consistency across the whole whole project. Um, who who did the mastering? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, um, John Davis um, over in the UK uh, mastered this one. Mm. He's mastered a lot of a lot of things. Kind of worked on. He's yeah. Just he, I think he's got a really great sort of dynamic sense and um, musical kind of approach to, to mastering. But yeah, it's um, obviously a bit of a dark art. But um, yeah, love love his work. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's always important. Always an important link in the process. So I mean, you. It's it's interesting going back to the same person to do the mastering all through through all your different projects, but have you always floated between different producers through your career and through your other, the other bands you've been in? Um, yeah, I think, um, you know, obviously there's a, always a few sort of limitations on who you can work with or um, be it sort of financial limitations or time limitations. Um, you know, people, some people are just very busy and, um, it's hard to get time working with them, and um, you know, uh, some people that you you might get a once in a lifetime opportunity to to work with certain people. So, um, yeah, I think that's the beauty of working on different records, and and there's there's always sort of new options to explore, and 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 you know, finding ways that to make a record and to to make um, new sort of sounds. So when when you're going in to put a new song together, I want I want to know what the process is in terms of how you sort of plan it out and how you think you're going to go about it? What do you usually start with first? Is it usually percussion or the bass? Or do you sort of go with maybe a lick that you see somewhere and you go, I like that, let's incorporate these elements around that lick? Like where where do you sort of stand with that? Um, yeah, I guess uh, quite often with the um, with the drums or um, by like sort of sampling a, a record, like a, a sampling a sort of... Um, a, song, a drum break from a song or something yeah. like that. Um, uh, I've was there much? Was there much useful. sampling with this one? With this record, or was it all um, done yeah, in the studio? A lot, um, a lot of sampling. But um, yeah. John actually replayed a lot of the drum beats and kind of made it a bit more um, uh, sort of uh, uh, unique, I guess, and less yeah. uh, sample heavy and kind of made it a bit more live sort of sounding. So. Um, yeah, uh, John did a lot of of that on the record as well. Yeah, so it was it just was that because you found that the original samples weren't to the weren't quite at the level of fidelity that you needed, or did there was it um, just a case of we wanted it more a more natural sound coming through than you would have got otherwise? Yeah, I think it's always the fidelity is a, is, a, is an issue, but um, also um, I guess you know financially as well, it's difficult to. to <laughs> To pay for that sort of stuff. It's always so the money. Um, <laughs> no, definitely. It's, it's uh, an expensive exercise sampling. So um, there's um, that sort of uh, thing to think about as well. But yeah, I think um, uh, in terms of where to start, yeah, for me, it's generally the drums, you know, generally the mainly the thing that kind of makes you move the most. And um, maybe it's just trying to come up with some chords over the top of that. And that's where mm. most of the songs kind of start. Yeah. 
Yeah. And did you was it pretty much a rinse and repeat process for all of the songs? Or was um, there one that stood out as like this was a bit different? We we didn't expect it to be done this way, but it came out so good. Was there any examples of that? Yep. Um oh yeah, I guess mainly they were kind of all done um in much the same way with that sort of uh, sampling, uh, then sort of uh, seeing where the, the song takes you and that sort of thing. But then I guess a few of them um, in the latter stages were kind of made um, just to kind of provide a few segues or mm. instrumental breaks and that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, just um, a few variations, but um, largely the same, I guess. Yeah, fair enough. And I guess it's good to see that consistency because – it comes across as a very tight project. No no songs, um, and this is not a bad thing by any stretch of the imagination, no song particularly stands out as being overtly different than all the others, but that just then goes to show that the entire album is a, is a strong piece of work, which can, oh, we oh, can thank work. Thank you very much. But deal with it, because there were a few, you mentioned like you know, there's some instrumental breaks. There are a few instrumental tracks on the album. So, were any of them going to have lyrics that, that were instrumentals and then you decided against that? Or was it was it the other way around where there are a few that were going to be instrumental breaks and then you get, no, we can put some lyrics in there? Um, yeah, uh, always. I think it's always pretty fluid until um, until it's kind of finished, um, to be honest. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think yeah, I, I like I love instrumental music, so it, yeah. it, I do love um, just making it for its own sort of end. So um, yeah, I guess generally it's um, it's all pretty. Uh, you got a fair idea at the outset. I was I was going to talk a bit about because <clears throat> on your on your all of your single artwork covers, it's got you pretty much in your little. I'm guessing it's your home studio surrounded by a wall of keys <laughs> and synthesizers. Um, is that your is that your home setup there that you've got in those pictures or is that just something that you sort of did up for the, the photo shoots? Um, it's actually, yeah, it's actually the, the studio space that I got, got over in, in Brunswick uh, yeah. there with uh, my friend Annika. And, um, yeah, we uh, initially it was only going to use one of them, but um, obviously with the, um, the lockdown and everything couldn't um, – quite uh get any photo sh- shoots sort of uh planned or anything so yeah um yeah ended up uh running with a few of those other ones i was gonna say so the instruments that we can see in there some of the ones that are included on the on the album definitely yeah they're mostly all um been played on the on the record and um yeah they're mine and annika's sort of keyboards and and synths and that sort of thing so yeah do you i was gonna say do you have much of a collection at at your own home of synths and that um, not not too much to be honest. Yeah. Um, I tr- kind of try to keep it kind of separate. I just find it yeah. um a bit um uh obviously they take up a lot of space and that sort of thing. And, um, Especially those old ones, like the proper. I don't know what the pre- correct term is. The ones with the like the ah uh, the modulate the modulators, and you've got to get, rewire them at the top. Yeah, definitely, definitely. There's um, um yeah, it does take a, a lot of space and that sort of thing. So mainly um kind of trying to put all in, in one sort of zone. Yeah. So then you go there and. I'd do some focus work and that sort of thing, and then uh, come home and relax. I don't know. If, I don't know if you've ever seen the video. It's um, I think it's from the eighties or something. But it reminds me that those pictures reminds me of this video. Uh, I don't know for what song it was for, but it's for this instrumental song. It's this guy with like long flowing hair playing this like upbeat sort of synthesizer music, and like it's cross cut with you know horses running on the beach, and he's up there on a rock. Rocky outcrop above oh. the beach is playing these like 10 synthesizers just one above the other. And it's got this massive stand that's about as high as he is. And he's just rocking along while this like a cross cuts to this horse like galloping 
with this long white flying mane across this empty beach. That's that's Sound what it reminds me of. Have you seen that? I don't, I don't know what song it's off, and I can't. It's been years since I've seen the video, but it is. No, have you I seen, it? seen it? I have to. I have to check it out. That <laughs> sounds have to amazing. Find it, find it for you because that's what it reminds me of. Just the amount of like synthesizers he plays with, because he's just like got the you know hands going all over the place. Because like three separate stands are about as high as he is. No. Um, that's awesome. That's a bit, a bit of a digression, but yeah, again, it's something for you to watch at home, kids. Um, on the art, I want to talk about the artwork as well because, and this is the artwork for the for the album. Um, so, yep. who who did the artwork? Um, I, I actually just asked uh, um, uh, this Swedish artist uh, Elvira uh, mm. Vargans, um, who um, I just uh, found uh, some of her work on on Instagram after seeing a record cover that she'd done on uh, Spotify and kind of just yep. found, found the band and found that um, she had her own page and, um, yeah, just loved the work and reached out to her. And um, luckily she was uh, able to to and keen to be involved and, and do something. And, um, yeah, love her work so much. Because a lot of artwork, you know, may be very much directed by the person that's recorded or the artist going, I want this to be on the artwork. Or in some cases, there may be some artists that go, oh, look, I don't really care what's on there. It's your, you know, it's your art. Please tell me what you what you interpret from the songs and and then make yep. the artwork from there. So where where does where do you where does your album fall in that in that spectrum? Was it something you helped have input for, or did you let the artist? You know, um, go on that one good, themselves. Good question. I, I generally try to let the artists go on um, on their own sort of um, journey in that sort of regard. But I guess uh, did have a few sort of uh, sort of uh, uh, sort of things that I was after in that regard. But it was obviously um, all uh, her own work, and um, yeah, just um, just phenomenal um, artist herself. Mm. Yeah, because it's sort of. It almost shows that that theme of of regrowth and that sort of thing, which is almost um, what you were trying to the theme that you were trying to put out for the album as well, wasn't it? Yeah, that's it. Exactly right. So, um, in in terms of that sort of idea, I I guess um, there are a few sort of themes, and I spoke to her about with with that um, with the regrowth, but not actually without kind of putting into word those sort of words or using a, yeah. any sort of analogies or anything, but she came back with that and, yeah, it was, it was pretty amazing. Nice, nice. I noticed too, and you've got, you've, you did print some vinyl copies for the, or there are some vinyl vinyl copies hanging yeah, out yeah. somewhere, um, are there? Definitely, exactly right. There's um, uh, there's still a few out there if you're interested in, in getting some. Um, there's, uh, yeah, always a big uh, sort of uh, vinyl collector and working at Northside Records occasionally still and, um, just love uh, records and listening to it uh, to music that way. So yeah, uh, of course had to to press it uh, to go along when yeah. releasing this record. I was going to say you. So you've always been a vinyl guy. You've always got you've got the you've got the secret collection under lock and key at home. I'm guessing the uh, status symbol uh, you can show your friends uh, and family. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Um, uh, I guess no no lock and key, but um, definitely here and um, yeah, love collecting records and and you know. Um, that sort of experience. I was going to say, has that always been something you've done since you've been growing up or did you only really get into that once you'd started playing music? 
Uh, good question. Um, I think uh, it's uh, it's such a vital sort of part in a lot of the music that I, I listen to as well. And uh, I think it's just through uh, once being older, I think, um, you know, in early, sort of early 20s and that sort of thing, I guess, um, just started sort of buying records and um, consuming music that way. And it's just a bit more of a like so good to have a tangible item in front of you and to just to, to hold and to feel and that sort of stuff so yeah it's just a, a better way of consuming music uh personally than the digital sort of file i was gonna say did you did you ever go to obviously before lockdown and that any of like the secondhand record um <clears throat> fest or oh, festivals what's the word markets where they like set them up every so often and is there's these random these you know private collectors and they'll be so, or, you know private sellers and they'll be you'll go and flick through all these secondhand records. Have you ever done that before? Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's always um, a part of sort of yeah. touring the day off and the, the morning off, just going and um, yeah, seeing record stores and the music stores and just checking that out and um, seeing what's available and what you can get where um, where you, wherever you are around the world. It's, um, yeah, really a great sort of experience to sort of um, have that with it. I was going to say, have you ever come across a really sort of either rare find or something you weren't expecting at one of those sales or one of those shops that sort of uh, stuck yeah. out for you? Um, not so much rare or, or that sort of thing. I, I guess these days everyone kind of knows what they've got yeah. uh, thanks to sites like Discogs and, and that sort of thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, always, you know, unexpected things. And, um, yeah, I guess um, – it's just great to have the sort of the every store is so different and every secondhand collection out there is 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 different. So that's where the beauty of sort of the searching for records is is kind of found. Let's before we get on to uh, playing um, the last track of yours for the episode, I want to sort of talk about what be about what your plans are now that we're sort of coming out of lockdown. And of course, uh, what you'll be doing. So I'm guessing, have you got plans to sort of start playing the songs live when you can, when we can gig again? Yeah, definitely. I've um, got a few things um, in the works which are sort of, I think, going to be announced in the near future as well. Um, but definitely looking to to play some shows and to to get out there and hopefully do some touring and that sort of stuff. Um, it's uh, always a, a great way to sort of um, to experience the sort of record and to play it to, to different people and get in front of new audiences and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, it'd be great to play a gig. It's been it's been a real uh, <laughs> few months uh since then so even a year i think actually so um yeah yeah very exciting i was gonna say would it be the sort of the first tour that you would have done as a solo artist or have you done this before no not no not at all this is exactly right the first tour so um i think just really looking forward to for that sort of things and um to getting out there and and playing uh, as a group rather than um, sort of adding things one by one in the studio and that sort of thing. Mm. What are you hoping to do for the setup? Are you going to hopefully have the full band going or is it going to largely be samples and mainly yourself at the driver's seat? Um, I think uh, a bit of a, a bit of um, probably um, realistically a bit of both at different times, mm. but um, I think um, largely the, the band sort of thing. I think there's nothing like kind of playing with a, a group of people, to be honest. So it's um, kind of hard to replace that sort of feeling. Yeah, no, that's that's true. Yeah, but I mean, I suppose with being a solo artist, it does give you that flexibility as well. 
if maybe people aren't available or something like that. Yeah, exactly right. And there's, there's t- going to be times where, you know, the, uh, the the budget doesn't extend that, that sort of far and that sort of thing. But yeah. um, it's, um, yeah, hopefully um, those things uh, happen less frequently. But it's, um, yeah, always, it's just a, a great energy that the sort of live band puts mm. out, you know, drums and bass and in the room and that sort of thing. It's, um, yeah, a great experience. Nice, nice. Well, we're certainly looking looking forward to when we do have the day when the day when the day comes. Sorry, where we will be able to see you in that live 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 space, and it would be certainly cool to see some of these songs um, played out on the stage. Yeah, I definitely yeah. very much looking forward to it. To be honest, um, is there anywhere in particular that you're just so keen to? Like, I don't mean like venues or anything in particular, but cities or a town that you're really keen to get back to playing at when we can travel. Um, I, th- I think just just seeing different places, you know, it's mm. it's um, it's it's uh, nowhere in, in particular is is, is obviously uh, more exciting than anywhere else. But yeah. just getting out there and traveling, like uh, especially after you know the lockdown that we've been in, it'd be fantastic to to see different places and different uh, crowds and different people. And I, I always I always like to ask this one for um, because it's interesting to know what. What different people will say, but it's um if the if budget obviously if money wasn't an issue, and if you're able had the opportunity to play one location in the world, where would you like to play? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, this it's too hard to to um. To choose, to be honest. Sounds like you've got a big long list that you just like got the bucket list. It's like let's wait a yeah, minute, guys. Um, yeah, exactly right. Well, uh, a couple of years ago, my um, partner Ella and I saw Craftwork in, you know, like a, an old Roman quarry in Austria, which was pretty good. Um, the acoustics but, would be um, pretty good in a quarry, surely, because it'll be. Yeah, be sh- it was. It was amazing. It was like a. It wasn't like a quarry, a sort of quarry I'd, you'd associate with uh, the word, but it was um, really fantastic. Uh, sort of. Oh, you uh, mean like venue. one of those amphitheaters, the old ancient yeah. style amphitheaters? Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, that would have been. That is that is pretty cool. It's not something that I don't think people have thought of, but that would be really cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely something like that. How about yourself? Oh, jeez. Uh, I'm not normally the one. This is like you, you pulled the Uno reverse <laughs> card on me, Lamb. Jeez. No. Um, ooh. I, I really, I, I really go. I'd really love to go to New York. New York is. Yeah. I'm just pulling that as the top of my head. One of the places I'd love to go. I've heard that. Yeah. That there's a that New York's got a very vibrant music scene. A lot of great bars. And maybe that's just because it's similar to what I'm used to down here in Melbourne as well. But it would be. New York's also got a lot of history with it in terms of their music scene. So it would be cool to play there. Of course. That'd be fantastic. Um, that's that's how's that how's that for off the top of the top head answer. <laughs> no, that's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Keep me on my toes, Liam. I like it. Um, and of course, thank you again for coming in um, and, and chatting. It was great fun. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Hope hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Um, we're gonna play right now. This has not been released as a single, I believe. This next song. Um, no, not yet. It's called Brother. Uh, featuring Jared Brown, um, it's got a bit of a different feel to it. Uh, I, know, I, mean, I know I said I know this sort of contradicts what I was saying before, but there are sort of elements in here in terms of rhythm and that 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 do stand out compared to a lot of the other other tracks. So I was hoping to hear a bit about where this one came about. This song, yeah, um, I guess this was like one of the first uh, sort of handful of songs that we we worked on uh, for the record. You know, three four years ago and. Um, yeah, it was a bit of a different place um, working on it. Um, 
kind of started coming out of a, a like I think a disco record, a, um, African disco record, I, I sampled um, and worked on the song with Jared. Um, and we kind of uh, just yeah, it was really one of the first ones done. So we finished it in at Newmarket Studios, and um, actually the the mixing of the record with Hamer, um, he he really took it into a really uh, amazing place with. Um, a lot of sort of um, different effects and, and that sort of thing. So that's uh, a really sort of uh, a great feeling to, to have that um, Hamer work on that mix. It was a really beautiful sort of thing. Yeah, nice. Well, um, yeah, thanks so much again, Liam. Of course, where can we find your socials and where can we listen to the album? Yeah, um, well, I, uh, I guess you can find us on all the uh, social media sort of platforms on and on Bandcamp and, and Spotify and those things. So, yeah, uh, feel free to search us up. Nice, nice. And, um, yeah, make sure you give it a spin, folks. If you've, got a, if you've got a cheeky vinyl collection, go and keep an eye out for a copy and uh, make sure you go and keep an eye out for when Liam's playing a show so you can, you can support, support the music that you love in real, in real time and in person. Uh, Liam, thank you once again for being awesome and thank you for coming in and chatting all about the album and uh, best of luck for everything that's happening in the future as well. My pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks again. Do you want to take us out on the break with the next song? Tell us what you're listening to and who you are. Sure, um, definitely. Um, So, um, uh, sorry. Don't tell me me you've forgotten who you are. No, I I just, I just, I I, I forgot what song it was for a second there. (laughs) Um, and I was like, oh, no, it's brother. Yep. So, um, uh, hey, um, my name's Liam from Ex Olympian, and you're listening to Brother.
Hello Sexy, you are listening to Bar Talk on AMR. Damned if you do, and damned if you don't. Dead if you sink, and dead if you float. I've seen those judged by his hand, and there's no doubt God is a man. Streets, you were led to your trial by River Edge. But those who gathered are not concerned with the conviction of your word.
Welcome, welcome, welcome back. That was uh, Grasping at the Water by Kledich. And before that, you heard the interview uh, by Daniel with uh, Ex Olympian and uh, their tune, Brother, from the record Afterlife that they released just recently. Uh, Daniel, mm-hmm. great interview. Thank you. Glad you glad you give me my thumbs up on that as well. Um, I hope always, you're not, I hope always. You're missing Did you have fun? Hope, of course, I always have fun on the interviews. It's the best part it's of a it. True question. I know. I know it's hard to put your the interviews above you, Vas, but I, I I deal with you all the time, so it's like it's nothing special. You're just that lucky. End. That's all it is. Don't worry, I'll let you Wait. off with a hard pass. <laughs> no, uh, thanks, thanks, Liam, for being awesome, and of course, uh, thank you to. Um, you know, forgot their name. Remote Control Records. How can I forget for, um, yeah, setting that up with us? And as we said, check out the album Afterlife when you do get the chance. Yeah. Before that, but uh, what, what, were we, what did we just come off, though, Vass? We just came off one of, the, uh, one of the most interesting tunes we had this particular bar talk, which was uh, Grasping at the Water by Kledich. Um, Kledich? We both had- Chudich, you mean? Chudich, I should say. Kledich, yeah. what an idiot. Chadich, um, we uh, we both had an interesting time with this one. We both really found it fascinating. I haven't heard uh, anything like this this year. Yeah, I've heard a few things uh, that ha- that it shares kind of traits with, but nothing exactly like it ever. Nothing. Though. We've definitely not featured uh, featured anything like this on this show yet. So it's it's. And I really like this stuff. Really sort of gets me going. So I loved it. Mm. Lots of lots of. Um, Lots of the national worship there. I really- Yeah. And a standout video, we both agreed. Oh, yeah. And another one. That was definitely my favorite video all week. It was so creative. Mm. Just the idea of um, looking at, making it look like some sort of live stream video. Yeah. What I don't know is if it was- What I would love to know is if it was actually a live stream release of the single and he just recorded the screen with all of the comments coming in for the live stream release of the song. Yeah. Because that would be super, super awesome. <laughs> but I have a feeling that- it may or may not have been staged. I was going to say it was a little bit too perfect for it to, for it, I reckon, to be live. It was just, it was that one take sort of thing, which just absolutely always, always impresses me when they can pull it off. And yeah, it was definitely pulled off in this circumstance. But I, I reckon that was probably one of the most creative music videos I've seen in a while this year, I would say. So it's definitely a standout. Yeah, I think um, super creative. We've, we've spoken about uh, kind of ISO videos before. I don't know if this is exactly an ISO video, but. It definitely had that do a lot with a little kind of vibe going on. Uh, if it was nicer video, good job, because it would have only taken one location and like three people, which could easily have been living in the same house to pull that off. And we won't ask, super, we won't ask too many questions. Super entertaining. <laughs> like nothing wrong with it. But at it was all. just, yeah, it was, it was so like I, I was certainly captivated. And it's just the, the choice of the really sort of, um, like marching almost percussion and then the sort of interesting piano lines going on in there. Yeah, yeah. And the rough, imperfect, yet really captivating vocal performances. Mm. And that that's li- the little lead line in the chorus yes. I, that was slightly just bent out of tune a bit. I yeah. thought that was super cool. That that was his um, debut single too. And I think this is the first that I've been able to play off. Uh, it was sent in by Kate from um, Good Time Marmalade. So there, oh, we haven't we haven't received much stuff from them lately. So yeah, it's good to see good to see um, all the little PRs that I didn't even know existed. Just sending in stuff quietly when it's available keeps the show going. It is, it is. Yeah, we, we wouldn't be able to do this without the PRs. Uh, but of course, we wouldn't be able to. We we should of course mention before we get too 
much further down the line. Vass is our lovely co-shows, which one we did mention before, of course, Every Reborn. Yes. Um, so, I won't say anything else about that. But, of course, the other one, uh, The Mint Factory, that's out every week. I don't think it's come- – I think, think Vass, um, Vass that Gareth is putting it out every Friday these days. I don't know. Uh, check the schedule. You see the post. He posts like a madman when every time the episode comes out. But, yes, it is the um, Mint Factory taking a look at the 10 best pop tracks that have come out in the week um, with Vass – not you, Vass. Why did I say your name? <laughs> with Gareth. Because I'm omnipresent. I know. Uh, with Gareth, of course, our station manager, plus Loz and um, – Smooth Tony. And Smooth Tony, of course. Yeah, they're bringing you some smooth, smooth trones and some mint, mint, minty freshness. Yes. It's a great show. We've been on a few times. It's good we, fun. We've always enjoyed it. They always get on the piss afterwards. So, like, they actually they bring it together for the first bit, but they always end up getting pissed every single week it did, afterwards. It's evolving just backwards. Yes. <laughs> then I get weird messages from guys, oh, I'm tuning in. Yeah. It's like, I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> Like We're going to call you in five minutes like that one time you guys called me on New Year's. Yes. That was brilliant. Yeah, no, that's because you were gonna there. We're going to call you because you- we're drunk and we're broadcasting and you're not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you were going in because that was the thing. You you said you were going to be there, I remember, and then, then we were just pissed off that you couldn't. Yeah. Well, we'd invited you and you, we I'm were just pretty sure it was because I was going to Europe. No, it was New Year's Eve. You were going yeah, to a I was, party I was, I was at. I was in Europe on New Year's Eve. No, no, it, might have been, was, it might have been the following year. Yeah. You were definitely at the train station because I remember we were taking the piss out of the fact that, that we could hear the voiceover sound. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. The next service I do remember this. is arriving in three minutes on platform three. It's even better being able to hear it in double because we're right next to each other. Because that's what it's like on the train. <laughs> you can hear it from two speakers. And then you get like the one second delay coming back because we haven't plugged in the headphones or anything. So, we can hear the, you can hear the bleed yes. through. On, on their end, it's like, the next train, the next train. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, and it's just delayed enough that you can't, it's not synced in. Ah, uh, yes. Brilliant. <laughs> it's a real amateur hour over at AMR if you, if you catch, us on the, catch us on the New on Year's New Eve. New Year's, yeah. Especially New Year's. Oh, and I'm so looking forward to this year because New Year's Eve is definitely going to happen again. We'll be definitely countdowning. Countdowning? Is that is that a proper proper verb? Counting down. And I'll order it however I so feel. Uh, we're going to be I'm down sure, counting. I'm sure you will on New Year's Eve, but we're for go- now- We're going to be down downing. While you have your wits about you. <laughs> we're going to be down counting the uh, top 50 tracks from 2020 uh, on the 31st of December. We'll probably start, I don't know, I guess somewhere in, in the early afternoon and we'll go to the wee, wee hours. But we will actually start wee- Probably a week earlier, listening to all the songs that we've ever done on <laughs> the Fresh Mix and stuff like that. I, I promise we'll actually have the, the list ready to go a good week or two beforehand and uh, so that we're not rushing at the end, working out who gets who gets eliminated Who gets not. top pick. <laughs> yes. There is a small bar but, fight over that but, sometimes. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Don't want to upset Gareth. If he, he gets he gets a couple of executive decisions up his sleeve, it's like the uh, get out of jail free car, but instead of- It's like if you started a game Monopoly- but instead of yeah. just pick up a jail-free card out of, out of the chance pile, you get <laughs> it's the guy who's stealing the cards. He gets the three get-out-of-three-jail cards at the start of the game and goes, none of you can have jail-free cards. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's, 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 that's the uh, analogy I'm using there in terms of the executive decisions Gareth makes. And I know he's going he's gonna to hate me for this, but uh, it's all right, Gareth. It's, it's, You're going to get you good decisions. You get good decisions about 65% of yeah. the time. So, next week, I'm going to be hosting AMR. <laughs> Bar talk right here. Daniel's going to be somewhere else. Good luck. He's going to get KGB'd. 
KGB. I didn't realize he was part of. I didn't realize Gath was uh, had a secret mafia secret crew. Secret police out to are going to come to your house and just pick you up. You're going to end up looking at Gareth. It's the last thing you're going to see. <laughs> He's going to go, remember that one time you made fun of me uh, on your show? That's it, buddy. Counting. No, you'll have out. a notepad in the back and be like, on December th- December 1st, 2017, you said, you don't know shit. I've done this for a lot longer than you. And really, yeah. I've been doing AMR for five years. <laughs> on the He's 31st of- put them all up on a whiteboard and be like, this is why. <laughs> I'm going to peel a layer of skin off you now. Year, you yelled back at me because you weren't happy the way I, I put up the Winamp file. That's three lashings. So, what you're telling me is he's got more than enough reason. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If he's been recording. Um, so, I hope I hope he doesn't- I don't, I don't- I've never seen Gareth write anything down. So, I think I'm in the clear. <laughs> do you know what's next, Bass? I do. I do. We said before, we've got um, Got a Girl by uh, The Grogan. No, we didn't. No? No, you, you're getting confused. We haven't oh, mentioned are we this already, yet. Are we already- Oh, we haven't mentioned this yet. No. No, no, no. Oh, I did. So I came off the ground, um, folks. He's getting some deja the, vu uh, back here. The tu- Wait, what's the deja vu when you actually haven't experienced deja vu, but you think you have? What's, what's the, it's so basically the opposite. Let's try that again. What's deja vu when you've never experienced deja vu, but you think you have? So you you think you've experienced something a stroke? before? <laughs> Are you sure? No. Okay. I'm not a medical professional. <laughs> we should do a call a doctor segment and, and get someone does, I know who's a medical, actual medical professional. That is one of those things. It sounds like it has a word for it, it right? Just if there's them. a fear of long words, which is a long word, then surely there's a fear of that, whatever the <laughs> hell that is. Uh, my favorite is, I can't remember the name of it, but the correct medical term for a fear of palindromes, the word itself is a palindrome. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The guys who name phobias are dicks. <laughs> I swear to God, they're all like exactly like their phobia. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I don't think you could ever have the phobia to be able to properly study it because you'd be too scared to study the- Yeah, yeah. Because you'd look at the word and just freak out. Exactly. But no, we do have some awesome tracks coming up in a second. We do. We have, uh, what, Got a Girl by the Grogan's. That's the one. And we have Illuminate by Zenith Moon, uh, which again, we both agreed on pretty unanimously. Oh, of course, you and I are, as they say, great minds think alike, and the minds are, are well alike. Yeah, I don't see right any now. great minds here, but we still think alike, right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're pretty, pretty ignoble, uh, let's say. However, this is the second single for 2020 for the Grogans. Um, we've got a girl, and damn son, uh, this took me back to a bit of the Strokes. I thought, yeah, I've got a uh, bit white stripes, just yeah, generally garagey punk. Loads of vintage vibe. A um, little bit of Beatles kind of strewn in there a little, just a tiny bit. Um, just love the sound of the drums, love the sound of the guitar, and the arrangement was uh, out of this world. So much fun. They were. It was just, yeah, full of energy. Definitely one of the more energetic songs on this week's list. Just had a load of fun with it, really. It was a load of fun, yeah. After that, though, that song, actually, that song, too, would go, mm, down an absolute treat live. Just one of those ones you know it'll get the room yeah. pumping. Totally. We we agreed on that before. I would love to see them live, Dan. Do you know where they're from? I was actually- a bit, They're from Melbourne, actually. So, uh, oh, sick. So, you know you know, a, a Grogan's concert is on the list, the bucket of, list for 2021. Of, of live interviews. Well, yes. <laughs> bit tipsy live interviews at the at the venue. Yes. I'll we'll have to see when they're, when they're playing next because that, be, that would be fun to watch. And Illuminate, Daniel. And Illuminate. Uh, this Moon. is a band that we are no stranger to. Uh, Zenith Moon, we've played before on the show, and uh, they've come out with an absolutely schmackin' track. 
Uh, again, absolute mm. dy- the dynamo of dynamics, I call them, because they really do know how to handle their soft, loud dynamic. They really do. Um, particularly noticeable amongst uh, some of the more poppy tunes that we play on the show, where they're just kind of a linear curve up to peak kind of energy. Uh, these guys have a really great handle on how to reach a crescendo, jump back down, and then make it blow up again. And I'm a big fan of a lot of the genres that these guys merge as well. Um, so, yeah, just totally my deal. Again, great track. A really absolutely spot on production. Same as exactly what you would have expected from them. And I am very happy. So, they're both out now, the songs as well. Please please do give them a little spin when you can. But I suppose we should spin them right now. So, uh, yeah, I guess you can guess the people we can hold. We can hold off the excitement any longer and play the tracks. Yeah, I don't think I can hold on anymore. Sounds Let's good. Let's do it. But yes, here it is. It is uh, the Grogan's with Got a Girl, and then after that, Zenith Moon with the Illuminate, right here on Bar Talk on AMR. Hello, hello in there. You better be listening to AMR. I'm willing to survive 
is that bangers daniel how like that's the thing about zenith moon they just every single when you hear the songs again just reminds me like how epic they make them sound and again i think it's just back to that dynamic but yeah that was illuminate by zenith moon absolutely brilliant stuff um and before that the grogan's we've got a girl two banging slapping tracks all the way to slapsville and back we weren't hurting for good tunes this week were we no, and that's what happens when you miss a week and you gotta you gotta catch up. Your cup runneth we, over. We spent yeah, I spent way too much time uh, putting together this week's this week's list, but it's all a labour of it's a labour of love, shall we say? So, I agree. Yeah, you reckon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the alcohol review, guys. Now it's time for the alcohol review. Taking the piss out of the piss. Uh. There's Daniel's little crone burp. Now, for those of you who may 
who are the more astute and uh, attention-seeking people, or Attent- does that not make attentive. sense? Attentive. Attentive. Thank you. He's my. He's my. He's my real-life English dictionary. I'm your here, English. Folks. Un- I'm going to un- start to call you the the complete Oxford over here. I'm your English uncrapper upper. <laughs> English uncrapper upper. That's uncrapper upper. Yeah, that's right. I did, right, I did right, English. Right. I know how to uncrapper upper uh, in English. All right. I don't. <laughs> the only time I uncrapper is when I pull a plunger down a toilet. Thank you. Um, no, nothing. Okay, there we go. That's joke of the week for you guys. That's that's all you're getting for that. However, uh, for those of you who remember, I was up until Saturday doing my uh, as I call as I only thought about it the other day too. I thought of this name, Sober October, and it rhymes it's, it's too. Ox sober. The ox. Ox sober. Um. Yeah, it's uh, now no longer October, so it's the the Sobvember. That works. Um, Movember's coming up this month too. See so if if you, if you know anyone that is. By the way, I'll mention it too. That's a bit of a segue. If anybody is pornoing it, uh, all the way if to any, November thirtieth. Uh, uh, the correct term is if anyone is bestashed. Please, please uh, donate some money because it is a good cause to men's mental health and I think just men's health in general. There's a lot of uh, an issue that, of course, I think you and I know how important it is. Being being, would you believe it, vast um, quote unquote men. <clears throat> and I say that with a yeah. There's probably caveats. I'm not even sure anymore. I just, it's it's a long stretch of the imagination to imagine that we are uh, men, especially how emasculated I feel some these days. <laughs> uh, but nevertheless, uh, if somebody is doing Movember, please be sure to pop some money their way because um, it does go to a good cause. However, Vass, we've got one more non-alcohol review coming. How's this sound? All right, more boring than an actual alcohol review now. We are going to be playing. Actually, we're going to play. We're going to be playing another Kiwi track soon. So I thought this was appropriate to start off on the something from Kiwi Land. Yes, I don't. It's been a while since I've, I've reviewed something from the Kiwi Lands, and it's a big can too. It's a big can for a big boy. Okay. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, and I've seen this shit at the supermarket. I, I did likewise, mention. Likewise, I, my apologies go out to Raro International Section, right? Raro, I do apologise. For those of you who remember the Raro interview a few weeks back. I did promise that I would get around to reviewing Iron Brew during Sober October. And Bro, I- I've had Iron Brew. Iron Brew's cooked. Is it? Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's, it's just- actually so sweet for <laughs> someone who grew up on mainly beer. I- <laughs> Anything sweeter compared to beer. That said, you really like IPAs, which are generally sweeter, but I, I digress. Uh, LNP, I was going to I was going to review Iron Brew. Haven't got around to it yet. It will happen. I'm just waiting for it to go on special. It's like orange juice and ginger beer. Thanks for giving it away. <laughs> I'll have to- it's like, I, I don't know so how it, it could be any exa- nation's national drink. Uh, uh, so, it tastes exactly like it looks then. Pretty much. Okay. Okay. So, uh, that's cool. We'll it's like back. if this was lemonade mixed with Dr. Pepper, then so it this would is- taste exactly like how it looks. So, I've got, which apparently is New Zealand's second national drink, LNP, lemon and I think it's Payroa. Payroa? Payroa? Pay- 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 okay. I don't know. <laughs> Give me a look, they can. It's, it's the good lemony stuff, bro. Uh, it's famous in New Zealand. Is it really famous or is it like Foster's Famous where we don't touch the shit? Yeah, where people think that it's your national drink, but it's yeah. actually not. Fucking fucking, um, fucking cool. It's a bit- Actually, the can's a bit dented as it came across the Tasman. Can you see? The can looks very rough, 70s. Came across in rough seas, folks. It's a, it's a rough patch. Like of- the IPAs of old. Oh, it does actually have. Yeah, great. Bit it's of rough. A, a grippy texture. Yes, it does. When you get a little bit too um, full of- Lemonade. 
and you have to hold it with I'm, the grip. I, I, I tell you what, I don't read the cans when I, I buy them, folks. I sort of do it during this section, for this this particular part, because this is the point. I, I'm supposed to experience it for the first time um, live. And there's no there's no can wank. There's can wank. There is can wank. Where have you found the can wank? What does it say? On the back of the can. Oh, LMP, lemon and- Peroa. There you go. Yeah. Who knows what awesome good lemony stuff goes into the taste of LNP? Well, we do, but we're not I blabbing. I thought they were going to say, well, we don't, or we can't, or no, they you just, don't want to know. They just said, but we're not blabbing. But we can, ah, what, right. what we can so tell you is- You know what that means, folks? There's some sort of carcinogen in there. They're just, not afra- they're just too afraid to say. We're lucky enough would- it's cocaine like they used to put in Coca-Cola, and we just all <laughs> shut up about it, and no one ruins it for the rest of us. <laughs> but we're not blabbing. What we can tell you is LMP is the classic drink that's been refreshing Enzias. Enzias. Since that what you call yourselves over there? Ages ago. When some bright oh. spark in Peira. Yeah. Peria? There Peria? You go. It's probably Peria. Peroa? I've made this mistake Peroa. before pronouncing. Peroa. First created and bottled in whack and, and whacked <laughs> a label on it. Uh, LMP, drink it when you're thirsty, like maybe right now. I'm pretty thirsty. It's also, Are you? It's also a balmy 28 degrees in here, so I'm pretty- You reckon it's only 28 in here? It's 28 outside, and there's wind it's probably, outside. It's probably, yeah, it's probably like, like 34 in here. <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit- well, I had the fan off <laughs> deliberately so we don't get the sound in the background. I know you can cut it out. We usually get sweaty when we're around each other anyway, Daniel. I get, very, I get very, very hot. I, I constantly get hot flushes around you, Vass. I'm not surprised. Um, Neither am I. Let's give it, an, give it, the, let's give it the grand opening, Crack folks. It. Are you ready? My I've read the friend. can wank and now I'm intrigued. Ah, you've got a stiffy from the can wank, I'm guessing. Uh, I refuse to answer that on the grounds that it may incriminate me. Okay. Here it is, folks. That was crisp. There is a reason why I always prefer to open cans rather than bottles on this show, just because of that. Always get a better sound recorded. It's, it's this, you, it, you cannot compare it. Nothing compares to you, can. Cannot compare cans to bottle caps. Mm, yes. Now, yes, for taste, but I mean for the for the for the presentation, presentation, and the, presentation. And the ASM, the ASMAR, uh, it works a lot better. Now, send it. Mm, I can smell it. Smells similar to Solo. What do you think? Give it a little sniff. Well, okay, based on the fact that it is lemon, I would say yes. Yeah. It tastes like it smells like lemon soft drink. Yeah. Let's let's give it a little taste, folks. Ready? Oh, tastes like a lemon icy pole. Is it sweeter than average? No, it's not overly sweet, actually. Really? And I say that coming off of drinking a Heineken, actually. Like, it's not over the top. Like, it's like a, a subtler form of solo. Don't you reckon? Yeah. Can say, prefer. It's good. Prefer, yeah. Okay, give this. I'm going to go straight to the point. I'll give this. On a daylight today, it's actually really good. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it was created for a day like today. I'm surprised. Actually, the Google Maps thing says it's 31 degrees outside at the moment. So, what? I don't think it gets to 31 in, in New Zealand. I remember when I was interviewing, I think it was VK. They said that it only gets to, to 20 to 26 or something. And then they bought like that's that's a heat wave. Wow. So, uh, imagine. Yeah, that's good. I give it, I give it four, I give it four and a bit of, uh, what was I gonna- squashed lemons. That's it. Four and a bit of squashed lemons out of five. What do you give it? If I'm if I'm going against uh, lemony based drinks in general, this is definitely up there. Like, yeah, I'd be happy to give it a four plus out of five of all the lemony drinks that I've had. 
Oh, uh, yeah. In general, across all soft drinks, I don't know, because taste is a factor, right? I might like something drink different I, to someone else. I, yeah. But of all the lemon drinks I've had, this is one of the best. Yeah. Do you reckon, I'll mention this is going to segue into the next song. Because uh, the next song is a breakup song. Or, uh, yes, I oh. think it is. Uh, it, it, or it, yay, depending on the relationship. <laughs> yes, good point. Uh, would you reckon if you were going through a breakup, that would just cheer you up in the moment, give you a little little bit of a boost, give you a little bit of a, like, life's not yeah, so if bad. if nothing well, else, well, boom, the sugar, not so right? bad here, New Zealand. Got if nothing the else, the sugar. Although, I would rather a sunny boy. It does taste a bit like a lemon sunny boy, don't you reckon? Yeah, it's so got you, me in the mood. The Kiwis aren't going to know what a sunny boy is. Actually, they don't make sunny boys anymore. They, yeah, I know. I cried when they discontinued yeah, them. I know. It, it wasn't too like long ago. Every schoolboy's- Every schoolboy's memory that ever grew up in Australia from about 1960 to about 2005 grew up with Sunny Boys. It's just it's a sad sad time. I weeped a tear. They were like fifty cents to a dollar at the canteen. Yeah, and then right? you chuck them. Well, you chuck them against the wall because they were just like ice hard ice bricks. Yeah, and then you had like a slushy. It's like a make, yeah, makeshift slushy yes. if it didn't explode. Yes, indeed. Uh, which would have been sad. Not unlike the song that we've got coming up now by yes. Jed Parsons, "Sad Together." Another ripper video on this one as well. Actually, had a bit of a bit of live action footage as well. Bit of a Indeed. pre pre song scene. Yeah, I liked it. It was cheeky. It had Very a bit cheeky. of uh, Jason Bourne vibe to it almost. Got <laughs> going undercover and and stalking people that you shouldn't be. Shortly after Sounds that, like my weekend. Shortly after that, we've got Squirrel by Duncan Sagal. Duncan, Sa- you, know, you mean Duncan Sage? You Sage. Know? Oh, see, he's, oh, I wrote it down wrong. The, I've been dictating Let's try the words again, to him. Shall we? No, Duncan we're going to keep that on, on the. We're going to keep that on the edited version of the You're episode. An ass. <laughs> you like to make me feel embarrassment. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would if I was you too. But we're going to keep it. It's it's just keeping things nice and chill for the end of the episode. But yes, Jed Parsons. This is his new single with uh, "Sad Together." Yes, it's off his upcoming album. This is is his third single, actually. Yeah, so it's um he's from he's from Christchurch, so good on him, and yeah, it's a pretty pretty cheeky little video with a with and he, it goes on about how there's the twist at the end of the video. He uh he claims to be a better better man at the uh twist than M Night Shyamalan. I don't know. It's a, it's a it's a tough bar to tough you know tough bar to set yourself. Yeah, how do you compare the two when one has been just become known to do this thing, so everyone expects the twist. Yeah, it's not the twists. They don't pay off when everybody knows there's going to be yeah. a twist coming. And that begs the question: Would it pay off if there was no twist and everyone just went, "Holy shit!" That would be funny. If there you was no twist. That would what be funny a twist! If you did put out a movie and there's no twist, and then that's the twist that there's no twist. Oh my god! Yeah, that's I thought so about it recently. Meta. And then he has to just keep out doing himself by twisting and untwisting, and you'd only find it funny if you were actually up to date with the M Night meta. Uh, sure, there has to be an M Night fan club going around in Melbourne Surely. somewhere. Surely, dude. If Rocky Horror Picture Show could develop a uh, a following, surely there's an M Night fan club. Oh, exercise me! Come on. Um, <laughs> oh, come on! He's laughing now, folks. I you're, got you're him. You're pushing through to some weird shit like Lars von Trier. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm. That that sense of humour has just been getting weirder and weirder in lockdown. It's a reason why I haven't been doing Joke of the Week in lockdown, folks. Uh, but I you might find out I, too much I, about I, Daniel's actual personality. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I think they already know too much. But yes, Jed Parsons, it's out now. Sad together. Check out the video when you can. Thank you, Nick Knack, uh, for sending that in. After that, to wrap the cap off this episode this week, we have 
an absolute wind downer of a track, but oh, some of the best production I think that came out this week. Don't you agree, Vaz? I would. Producer man says yes, so you know it's true. Duncan Sage, not Sagal. Duncan got me a bagel, Sagal. Uh, <laughs> all of a, all of a Herman tree. Dragging me bagel through, boys. dragging me through the dirt here. That's what I like to do. Yes, uh, <laughs> you'll get back at me next week. I, know. I told you, keep your kinks to yourself. Duncan Sage uh, celebrating the iconic Australian animal, the squirrel, um, on, his, <laughs> on this track. I, I actually saw a little thing recently about what percentage of American states are made up of squirrels. Oh, yes. And what was the results? Uh, way more than you'd think. <laughs> so, it didn't give you like a, quantifi- a, a quantifiable amount. There's only one Classic. body of land owned by America that is like not made up entirely of squirrels, pretty much. Probably like Guam or something like that, or did they introduce just, them? It's just it's like a little collection of islands just off the coast. <laughs> okay, I actually, my geography's not good enough to know off the top of my head what it is. Embarrassingly, uh, well, shame. But that's got nothing to do with uh, our current song we're talking about. But yeah. it is about squirrels. I'm just trying to. Ooh. And it was one of our favorites. We had to think long and hard about it, but it was the one that made it on above all others. Um, bit of ethereal folk, some really great rhythm on it. Um, yeah, what can I say? Just a straight chiller, but still had kind of the energy in the mix, still had that driving rhythm uh, to keep it kind of a little bit danceable, but still fundamentally laid back. I think it'd be really great for something like a cruise, taking a road trip down the road, especially if you've got a top-down car. Totally a summer banger. Yeah, he's been um, putting out singles for a little while now, Duncan, and this is no exception. The uh, Everything I've heard of him has just been absolutely top-notch. And it's good to see him follow this up now. And I believe he's actually going to be on tour as of, I think, now, actually. Just have a yeah. look. He like most musicians, t- as soon as is humanly possible. Yes. Yeah. Well, he's in Perth. So, uh, props to him. He's uh, he played. Where's he playing? Oh, he's actually done two-thirds of the tour already. We're on the show late, but he's actually playing. And I like we can actually these days occasionally get to say that there's a show upcoming. Uh, but he's playing in Bunbury on the, the November the 6th, which I believe is... Like four Friday. days away? Friday. So, as of release, it'll be tomorrow. So, um, yeah, if you're in Bunbury, uh, go down to the Prince of Wales and uh, check him out. He's supporting Michael Dunstan. But, yeah, it's a cool, cool track. And uh, thank you to Evergreen for sending that in. Well, that's... Is it that time already? It's the time already where I have to go through my spiel. I should I should give you the scripting for this one so you can you can nah, so I can give my okay. voice a rest. However, folks, thank you for listening. It's a good it's a pleasure to it's a pleasure for you to uh, be entranced by my hypnotic voice every now and again. But of course, please be sure to check out AMRs and Bar Talk socials on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Make sure you go and check out all of our other episodes. And of course, this episode, if you if you feel like it, on our shows.acast.com forward slash bar talk, or just like every other AMR show on the website, australianmusiciansradio.com. For us, it's forward slash bar hyphen talk, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, we're like legit now. Somewhat, yes. <laughs> as legit as, as le- legit as you can get for a shit show like us. As, as, le- as legit as the podcast version of Red Dwarf can get, right? <laughs> That's a show I, I used to love watching. That it was like I used to do reruns of that on the Sunday Sunday mornings um, or Sunday afternoons on ABC. I loved a bit of Red Dwarf. I did um, not mind. Did not mind at all. But something about Aussie comedy. Yeah, 
Red Dwarf. Sorry. You know it's, what I mean. It's, it's, he's, he's, he's got the dementia again. We better pluck him back I mean. in the ward. That's the real reason why you haven't heard from from him for a while. We've been trying to we've been trying to force him in the dementia wing for the last two months. He's trying to be replacing me with Shaq because he knows that Shaq looks way better than I do. Um, yeah, you got you got to make sure you got to make. I've, I've got to look. I've got to make sure whatever I'm, whoever I'm dealing with is easy to look on the eyes. Arouses That's, your mind. Yeah, yeah, it gets me, it gets me, gets me blood pumping. Means I can go for better banter. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I'm just glad yeah. you picked me <laughs> one out of four times. Well, I mean, your your jaw your jawline can is sometimes something to behold. It's just and in, in the good ang- at a good lighting in good lighting at a good angle. So, After I've had yeah. a good shave. Oh yeah, yeah. Or you know, brussel in. You know, let the let it grow for just enough. Depends on what you're into on the week, right? Exactly. Well, um, after that, um, Beowulf-esque are you, banter. Are you, are you ready for, for these next two tracks, Vass? I really am. I like them both. I think they're really great. Um, nice kind of chillish ones to end off on. Good selection this week. Bloody exactly. Really good, really good selection. Ick, bloody exactly. Yes, thank you, everyone, again. Uh, thank you, Vass, for being being exceptional, as always. Anytime. Good to, good to kiss you on the lips. In person again, rather than through the through the phone, Kiss, rather than kissing me through the phone. Yeah, I'll give you I'll give you a smooch after this after the episode. But for you folks, the real treat that you're going to be caressed with is the songs by Jed Parsons and Duncan Sage with "Sad Together" and "Squirrel," respectively. See you later, Vass. See you later, Daniel. Get sad together, we get mad together to the point where one could scream. When we get sad together, well, it feels like never's when we'll realize the dream. We sometimes find ourselves stumbling through darkness. We get bad together from revealing other than what we're supposed to be we get sad together cause sometimes it's true that things are not the way they seem and when we find ourselves stumbling through dark And it's true, we've always been So when we're sad together, we're at least together And that's all we really need And when we find ourselves stumbling through darkness We might fall, but we won't ever stay
This is Loz and Joy. You're listening to Ayama. <laughs> oh, hang on. Wait, sorry. <laughs>